I, you know, this, this is such a passion project for me. The women, I believe in them. We have two strong competitors here. This is a platform for them to shine. The NBA's had that for a long yeah. time. It's time for the women to get that chance. You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! No sooner than I upload a whole new podcast discussing and talking about Tessa Blanchard making her return to wrestling. And yes, that is news. She is making her return to wrestling, albeit not for one of the major promotions. She is returning to WOW. And I talked about that in just the last podcast uploaded within 24 hours of me recording what I'm doing right now. And lo and behold... The press conference that was, quote, advertised uh, out of this particular wrestling site did not take place. However, Entertainment Tonight has broken the news. I should say E.T. Online. I don't even know if they call it Entertainment Tonight anymore. That's that, I'm dating myself. But E.T. Online broke the news. It broke the exclusive that, wow, Women of Wrestling is coming back to TV, which I just said yesterday. But now it's official. That's why this is breaking news. Otherwise, I'd have, I'd have wrapped this up within the context of uh, uh, the review that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be re reviewing MLW right now, uh, and I will get to that. But I did not want to wait for um, this news. To I didn't want to sit on it for a couple of hours. I was like, you know what? I need to just go ahead and do this and do it now. Do a quick. Uh, bonus episode so here we have it folks uh the women of wrestling wow is uh returning to television uh you can see the the exclusive on et online and it does feature their uh former champion tessa blanchard it features their current champion the beast so i'm assuming that she is due to return also and uh, more importantly, it features Jeannie Buss, the uh, owner of this project. She sat center of these two ladies as they talked about the return of WoW to TV and making a uh, big deal about it, I guess. This, as I said before, will be the fourth time uh, that I'm aware of, uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, that WoW has uh, made this return, so to speak, and they've gone through the, the big press conference, and we're on TV, and we're coming back, and all I can say is that, okay, first off, I made it clear in one of those previous um, podcasts, somebody asked, and I said, I would never bet against WoW. I bet against them before, and then they wound up coming back. It was a long time, but they wound up coming back, so I'll never bet against them in terms of their ability to get on TV and produce a show. Uh, the only thing that I have to add to that is that, that I hope 
I hope that their business practices, and that's the only thing that I've ever really criticized. I mean, the creative and the business practices, those are the only things that I've criticized as far as WOW is concerned. Uh, I don't think the year plus hiatuses that they have been subject to or the year and a half, two year hiatuses that they've been subject to, I don't think that's healthy for them as a promotion or a TV show. Um, uh, but let's call the spade a spade here. They they have an advantage that most promoters just simply do not have. They got Genie Bus. Genie Bus, regardless of whether she has thrown her all into this project or not, which I I said in the previous podcast, the one I just uploaded, that I I never got the impression that she put her all into these projects. I still don't think that you know until I see otherwise. I still don't think that she's put her all into it, but she puts in enough, clearly. Because here we are, they are now um, returning to television, which is, I'm sure, what they've wanted to do. But it also seems like, I'm not going to toot my own horn, and I'm not going to take credit for it, but I will just say certain suggestions that I've put out to the universe seem to be being... uh, (laughs) being utilized and i say good for them because they can't keep doing this the way that they've been doing it you got to change something and they're finally seeming as if they are changing that something and moving forward to a different uh perhaps style of presentation i mean and i'll get into that right now so here we are uh it seems like i was just talking about this like Two years ago, and 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 basically the same verbiage. Uh, wow has reached an exclusive multi-year agreement with Viacom CBS. Now, last time it was, I think it was Universal or something like that, but th- we got a different one now. Viacom CBS and multi-year agreement. Now, multi-year agreement is, uh, you know, that could come under any different terms of years. Doesn't necessarily. I know a lot of people like multi-year. It must be five years or better. We we do not know. They have not released that information. We don't know if it's five years. We don't know if it's two years. The only thing that we know is that it's more than one. That that that's it. That is the only thing that we gain from when somebody says it multi-year agreement and that their deal is exclusive. So they will assumably be dealing with Viacom CBS, um, uh, and entirely now Viacom CBS does not mean that they will be on CBS proper doesn't mean that they will necessarily be on their uh, uh, the CBS network now what it could mean and I stress could it could mean that they may wind up on Paramount Plus at some point that is a possibility Uh, because Paramount does utilize a lot of Viacom CBS content. So, and I believe that they, you know, CBS owns it. So, that is a, a possibility, particularly if WOW creates a significant amount of shows and a significant amount of content. That could, you know, that could be a thing for them. That, that might move them over into uh, another platform that they can utilize. But as it stands right now, uh, everything is full circle. They are returning to syndication. 
Uh, they said new episodes of WoW will launch in weekend syndication beginning in the fall of 2022. So, yeah, you got a lot of time to be waiting for this show. <laughs> you got about a year. Another year that you're going to wait for WoW to come and present itself. Um, I can only imagine two things within that statement. And again, and again, you know, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. The first thing is, is that they shot episodes that never aired. They shot episodes at the beginning of uh, 2020 that they never had the opportunity to air. So what I would believe to be happening, and this is just my opinion. I don't have any inside track. I haven't talked to anybody about this. But I would, what I believe to be happening here is that they have got to readjust their roster again. As I said before, there are a significant number of ladies who were working for a while who had no idea, A, that the show was canceled off of Access TV. B, they hadn't been informed of any updates up until this point. Probably very few got this one. And uh, <clears throat> C, other than not mentioning Tessa Blanchard, like that, that was like the only email that was kind of referenced amongst the masses do not comment or talk about the alleged Tessa Blanchard bullying so when when I look at it at that point I, I think that the roster is going to be the first thing that they're going to have to do and then once they establish whomever can still participate whomever is going to return whomever is going to sign up as being new then they will then turn around and see what in this footage can we salvage. Because I can almost guarantee within the couple of days of shooting that they did, some of it was going to be useless at this point. Well, not necessarily useless. They can, I mean, they can always show the matches as a, you know, a bonus match or something like that. Just, you know, re redo the commentary or take it out of, take it out of context of a show. But if they're doing storyline, which they always have, they, they they push WoW as more of a TV show than a wrestling promotion. But if they're doing storyline, if they're doing uh, you know angles and they're introducing new people that say, let's just say, for instance, that some of those new persons that were on the show can't return. Or some of those new persons that were on the sh show just have not been contacted to return. Because I, I have heard that also. And I won't get into the person, but... but a couple of years ago when I returned and I contacted this performer, uh, she was not very happy about it because they didn't, not only did she not return to the show, she wasn't in contact to return to the show. She had no idea about it. So, you know, that you have those things that you have to uh, take into account and possi possibly work into uh, whatever factors that WoW is going to be dealing with going forward. So, uh, as far as their their new show is concerned, or their their new launch, I, I would guess that seeing who they can have or who they have access to, who's willing to come back, who can't come back, seeing who they can get going forward, seeing what they have in the footage that is already shot that can be utilized, all of those things are coming to play, and then they got to schedule in all new shooting uh, days and you know whatever because they do a whole different production than their most wrestling places do they you know they they shoot for 
marathons, months, months worth of content at a time. So with that being the case, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do and how they do it. But like I said, it all comes full circle. They're going back to uh, weekend syndication in the fall of 2022. And uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out because weekend syndication in this day and age is not the same kind of syndication that we had uh, 20 plus years ago. Not to say that syndication is bad. Syndication is still good TV. I mean, there's been a lot of television that came, a lot of good television that came out of syndication years ago. Today, I don't know. I don't know what the syndication landscape looks like today. How much TV do you watch that's over the air, that's running in syndicated markets? You know, and and that's the other thing. With it being syndicated, is going to be not necessarily a challenge for you to watch from one location to the next, but it certainly is going to be a case of you're going to have to find it. You're going to have to find it in your local market if it airs in your local market. That's going to be the other thing because it being a syndication does not guarantee that it's going to be in all markets across the board. It might, but we don't know that yet because there's no release to list of these are the channels, these are the date and time, so on and so forth. So there's there's still a lot of gaps that still have to be kind of ironed, you know, filled in. A lot of wrinkles to be ironed out. Um, but also in addition to the new programs that they have coming on, what they've also announced is that historical seasons, which basically archived episodes, will be available on CW Seed and Pluto TV platform. So, again, it will not be on the broadcast version. It will not be on CW proper. But if you have a Roku or Amazon Fire or any other smart television or uh, tablet or what have you that you can get apps on, CWC is an app that you can get, and that'll be something that you can go back and you can watch the classic episodes, apparently. Now, how far back they will go is another question. Because I don't know, you know, they, they never really indicated that they kept the uh, first season of WoW from back in 2000. Although, I can't imagine why they would not have it. You know, you, you would think at this stage they would have all of their content. And this is something I said a while ago. They had the content. Why are they not utilizing this? They should have done this by now. So uh, they will be utilizing CWC and Pluto TV, also something I had been a big advocate of because Pluto TV has grown so much over the last couple of months and years. Um, if you have any amount of content that can that can run and run 24 hours a day in a loop, <laughs> then Pluto TV is a good location for you. Now, yes, does that mean that they'll probably run out of it at some point? Sure, but you know who's going to sit there and watch uh, WoW all day long to really notice that up front? I mean, it's just like everything else. You know, they they don't have the cachet. I'll use Star Trek for instance. Star Trek Next Generation has a channel on Pluto TV, and they run all you know all day, all night. Love that channel. And, you know, sometimes I catch an episode I've seen before. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I, I walk in on something that I never saw. An episode that I, you know, that I missed over these decades that Star Trek has been on. 
But I mean, but that's what you get. So you probably have that with Wow also. There are probably some people out there who never saw that first season. There's some people out there who never saw the first attempted revival or the second attempted revival. So, you know, I would imagine that that is going to be something that is going to try to draw in new fans. Uh, I would hope that they use that as a platform to, to steer people towards wherever it is that they're airing and uh, get get new new fans involved in their programming. Um, I'm going to read what uh, Jeannie Buss said in, in her statement to E.T. <clears throat> so this is uh, what they list her as is league owner and executive producer Jeannie Buss. Wrestling's presentation of women has been very important to me, and we now are presenting the epitome in sports entertainment that will highlight the athleticism of these superstars as we reintroduce WOW. Our partnership with the entire Viacom CBS Global Distribution Group family allows us to continue our mission of providing wrestling fans and WOW superheroes what they have all deserved a global platform dedicated to women's wrestling league for for a dedicated women's wrestling league. Um, I guess bravo to them <laughs> that, that they've done it. And again, I, you know, I, I point out that Jeannie bus is probably all that they needed to get this going. It is, uh, she's the muscle there. I mean, not physically the muscle, but she has the things that other wrestling promoters, particularly ones who have run all women's promotions across the country, because let's be honest, WOW is not the only one. They will present themselves as the only one, but they're not the only one. Um, but she has something that they don't. She has connections. She has, she has money. She has a name and she has connections. So when she chooses to push her muscle behind getting, you know, a meeting or something like that for some for some executive for a, a, a network, I'm pretty sure she could do it. Rather than, you know, and I say this with all due respect to Dave Prezak, who has done a phenomenal job with women's wrestling over the years with, you know, with Shimmer and I think he's, he's working with MLW at this point. He might have had a hand in shine here. And I know, uh, I know uh, Lexi Fife as largely involved with Shine. But um, all due respect to those two, but neither one of them have what she does. She's a multimillionaire. She's the owner of the Lakers. She has connections that, that most of these people just simply do not. So, you know, that, that helps out a, a lot. And David McClain is still a part of it, apparently. That she's uh, what a, Let's see what she has here. The um, Oh, yeah. Now, this statement comes from Dan Cohen, the president of Viacom CBS. And uh, he said, we're thrilled to partner with Jeannie Buss and David McClain to create a significant global footprint for WOW and expand our diverse world-class content portfolio. Which basically means that, you know, they're, they're happy to have more stuff in there that you can watch, which what every network is looking for right now, especially these days. Stuff that can draw people in, and wrestling seems to be one of the, the tickets for that because it has a dedicated fan base. And the and some of these network executives are now coming back around, even though they may not personally like wrestling. They're not going to say that on TV, and they certainly know that it's going to draw a certain amount of eyeballs 
regardless. But anyway, uh, in further in the further portion of his statement says, this series offers audiences unique, compelling, and creative entertainment that features female superheroes in the ring, behind the cameras, and in all aspects of the business, both in the U.S. and abroad. We believe this is an event program that will make some noise in the marketplace. And again, there's the key word, event program. Use stuff like that nominally with sports, basketball, football, baseball. Because event programming means people will actually sit down and tune in to the show. Now, the only thing that's going to separate WOW from that is that WOW, as it stands right now, is not live. If it's, if it's in syndication, it's not going to be that way anytime soon. Uh, but that's not to say that they will not be able to leverage themselves over into uh a larger position or a, a more consistent position, maybe a live event here or there, who knows. But again, um, they have made some some big changes to uh, get themselves back on the air and back in front of people. So it'd be interesting to see what exactly that they do. Now, the other thing that I want to point out before I you know pull the plug on this, because like I said, this is kind of a breaking news thing. Uh, is that they said that they have other wild superheroes, at least in this article, other wild superheroes include Danny, Alex Garcia, uh, Brianne Montez, I think I was saying, I think it's Brianne, Kate Smith, and ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, to whoever this young lady is, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm about to butcher your name, so I'm going to spell it first, and then I'm going to say it. I-M-O, that's the first name, last name, A-K-P-A-N. So I'm going to say, I'm Akpan. So, mm, anyway. Uh, I bring that up because none of those names are anybody that I know or recognize or have any knowledge of. None of which are anybody that, I mean, other than the Beast and Tessa Blanchard, I don't, I'm not sure if anybody is making a return there. Um, it's, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes. Um, I, I'll, I'll add in a couple of other, you know, two cents of my opinion. I've long said that Erica Porter, a.k.a. Jungle Girl, should be the legend that WoW kind of hoisted up and put on their shoulders. I still believe that, although I don't think that she should be wrestling now because, you know, she's made it very clear that she's dealing with stage four cancer and that's not going anywhere. She's, you know, outside of a miracle happening, she's going to be living with that for the rest of her life. Um... But if she is going to be involved in any way, I think that she would make a fantastic ambassador to that program. Uh, I think that she should be there. You know, if nothing else, an episode or two, you know, just to make her presence felt. If it were me, I'd be giving her the Lifetime World's Championship. You know, that that would be the presentation. I mean, how how do you not? And I'm not saying do that for some sort of, you know, because it'd be kind of grubby and, and slimy to do that just so you can get press. 
But this woman, you know, not only was there with you through Wild season one, but she came back. She came back in every incarnation of Wild that Wild has had. If she doesn't deserve that at this point, and, you know, I don't want to say she busted her, her body for it, but she probably busted her body for that. Rustling isn't easy. So I don't see where that would be a big thing. I, I, I absolutely feel like, especially since she, you know, part of the story in the first revival was her quest for the championship, her quest to become what she didn't do the first go-round, become the wild champ. And I still maintain that she has everything going, whether it was happenstance, whether they did it on purpose, she has a lot going for the legacy of Jungle Girl in that, yeah, she was beaten by Tessa Blanchard, but she was beaten with a foot over the rope, so she has an arguable point. Now, I'm sure once we get into wild airing archive footage, we'll see that once it pops back up one day. But uh, unless they edit it out, that that's one of those things that, like, use that. Have her show up there. She doesn't need to be in, in Jungle Girl attire. Just have her show up there. You know, speak to the people because she's a, she was a pretty good promo, especially as a heel. Uh, have her speak to them and, you know, tell them, hey, look, you know, I, I had my fun. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. Wow, it's been a great part of my life. You know, I, and I love to come back and, you know, you know have her as an on-air figurehead matchmaker every once in a while. So a special referee maybe, so, you know, something like that, just to, just to acknowledge her presence and how she's been there and what have you. I think that is as appropriate a thing that they could possibly do for that woman as anything. Um, so I'm going to put that out into the ether. Some of these other suggestions I made over the last couple of podcasts have seemingly manifested themselves, so I'm going so to put that out there also. She deserves, you know, make her a belt, make her a lifetime wild world's champion. She deserves it. Uh, also, Caged Heat deserves to pop back on that show at least for one more run, assuming that they still want to do it. Now, Cage Heat operates on two different coasts. One of them is here, Delta Lot of Pain is in Atlanta. Uh, the other is in L.A. That would be uh, Loka. And I believe that that became assumably an issue. That and the fact that Delta Lot of, well, her name is Jawan D., her her career started picking up, and I, I don't think that she just had the time to do it. And that, unfortunately, caused, you know, without one member of Cage Heat, then Cage Heat was pretty much done. But I bring them up to say this. The last thing that we saw with WoW, one of the last things that we saw, excuse me, was the tag team champions after the tournament was, was over, and I'm sure they're going to have to redo a whole new tournament with all new people. But I went up. But when the last tournament was done, Kara Hogan, Fire, and uh, I'm going to use the wild names, Fire and Adrill, and they won the tag team titles, and they were immediately attacked by Exile. Exile being led by Malaya Hosaka, who's legendary in women's wrestling, and it was good because Malaya Hosaka gave a, a great promo, and they never got the chance to do anything with that. That should have been Cage Heat spot. That right there 
should have been cage heat spots. Cage heat should have been the ones to come in when that tournament was over with and attack whoever won the championships. It, it, they, and they should have made it clear. It's like this it's not against them personally. But whoever wins this thing is going to deal with KG. Why? Because they were the last known champions before that tournament started. And they weren't even invited to participate in the tournament to either retain or regain the championships. So if anything would give you an issue or make you feel some kind of way, I would think that would be it. That should have been it. And I think that there's still a story there. I think there's still at least... One story to get off, if, if they're going to launch WoW and launch it right in terms of the WoW fans slash wrestling community because they, they've got to migrate actual wrestlers in there instead of actors that they're training to learn you know, real quickly. Um, there's a story to be told. There. There's a story to be told to have your legacy team come in saying that we were mistreated. We we were mistreated and cheated out of our run to be the champions. And we did everything that we could do to be the tactic. It was the only thing that we cared about. You know, we, we went, basically, they could say, we went straight for this or tried to, and then we still got cheated. We still got screwed around and looked over. You know? And again, I don't know if that's something that they would want to do, I know the last time that we saw uh D, I think has has dealt a lot of pain was probably five or six years ago. So she may not even want to be in a wrestling ring anymore. She might be, you know, she might be all behind her at this this point. But uh I think that there's something there, something worth looking into. And uh hopefully again putting this out into the universe, they'll at least think about it. Now the last thing that I will um, address is what I addressed yesterday in the uh, other podcast with uh, Tessa Blanchard's return is Tessa Blanchard herself. The one thing that Wild had going for him, and I've said this to some degree in the uh, previous podcast, is that they kind of exist underneath the wrestling radar. They don't have the same fans fan base or the same exposure that these other promotions do. You had NWAs, your Impact Wrestlings, your MLWs, and up the ladder to AEW and WWE. They don't, WoW doesn't exist in that sphere. WoW exists in a sphere all its own. And because they exist in a sphere all its own, it's like they're able to do this and have Tessa Blanchard there without the benefit of being lambasted for it. Which comes down to, you know, is she going to be worth it if people do start to lambast her for it? Because there is the potential for that to happen. I don't know. Um... If they're prepared for it, I don't know if they would want to deal with it. I don't know if they'd just ignore it and move on. I know WoW has been kind of funny about stuff like that when they had these kind of uh, hot topics, if you want to call them that. I mean, I, re- I rewind it back to when they were, or at least 
some of their members, we'll put it that way, were running around talking about, well, you know, they, they shouldn't take Moolah's name off of this and that and the other. And I said then, I was like, that's WWE's right. If WWE doesn't want to put it on there, if WWE doesn't want to deal with the heat of putting Fabulous Moolah's name on something, that's their right. And if WoW and WoW's employees feel that strongly about it, there's nothing in the world that's stopping them from making a Fabulous Moolah Cup or a Fabulous Moolah Memorial Tournament or praising you know Fabulous Moolah as some sort of great wrestler. So they could do that as much as they want to, but they never did. They wanted to put that on somebody else. Um, that's not a here no doubt. I brought, only brought that up to say that you know they they've had their kind of iffy moments with with these kind of hot topics. And as I said earlier, the report is is that the last one of the last emails that went around is that they were told not to talk about it. They weren't told to address it. So as far as why I was concerned, Tessa Blanchard is a saint. But the question here is what happens if the media kicks in? What happens if the heat turns up? What happens if somebody out there brings stuff up again and the magnifying glass gets turned squarely on WoW? What are they going to do? Is Tessa worth, for that company, sticking by her through the thick and thin? Especially if somebody proves it. Now, that's going to be the other thing. We've seen uh, people have stuff brought up for things that they did 10, 20 years ago. And this is not all that old. So it's not like, you know, it would be that difficult for somebody to be like, yeah, look, she just said this about me, you know, in 2019 or whatever. You know, there's a reason that she's not hired here or there's a reason we don't want her in our locker room. And, you know, that, that, that potential exists. Is Jeannie Buzz going to want to sit down and, and, and deal with that? Does she micromanage this? My my honest opinion had been about it, and I said it already, is that she doesn't. She doesn't micromanage this. Dave McLean probably micromanages, you know, the show. But is it important enough? Is it important enough for him to be like, you yeah, look, Tesla, we like you, but we can't have you here. You, you're drawing too much heat. You're drawing too much fire. And only time will tell because I'm sure by the time 2022 rolls around, the fall of 2022, when they actually start airing again, that may not be as big of an issue. In fact, it probably will be forgotten about save for the idea that somebody may bring it up or one of the wrestlers who was working with Val may have a difference of opinion. They, they may be like, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to I don't want to work with her as long as she's in that locker room, I don't want to be there. I mean that that's possible too. There were a couple of people who felt like Tessa bullied them. There were a couple of people that felt like Tessa made some real racist comments. So I, I will not say anybody's name. I will not say, you know, uh, who would be potentially in line of saying, well, I don't want to be there. But, you know, there, there's always that possibility that exists. And I am curious to see whether or not why I was going to be willing to deal with it. But, you know, we're, we're not going to go off into that right now. We'll, we'll leave on this is that while – has uh, finally given some sort of uh, comment 
It also makes me feel like this the social media platform that Wild has or whoever's working on social media has absolutely no clue or connection to what Wild is doing beyond the fact that they were probably told just keep this page running. <laughs> because even they didn't didn't put it, they didn't even put the link up. I'm 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 completely surprised. Like they, they didn't even do that. It's like how how does Entertainment Tonight scoop your own social media platform? As a matter of fact, how do they do that and you don't even put it in there for hours at a time? But I don't know. So, again, we're, we're on, ending on the uh, the good side of things, that being congratulations, WOW has decided that they're going to make another go at it. This is uh, number four. <laughs> Hopefully this one will last and they will continue on and uh, their relationship with CBS or Viacom or Viacom CBS will, will – uh, uh, will be fruitful for them. Uh, it would be great to see uh, the women's wrestling return to television and and whatever format and locations that it takes. And uh, as of September 2022, again, you got a year. You have a full year to sit this out. They will be set to launch on CBS affiliates. So you guys and I will stay tuned for that. Be sure to check out the WPN and WPNWrestling.com to look at our 24-hour stream. See, they ain't the only ones that have it. We got one, too. And it's right there on our website, and you can check it out at any given time. And we always feature some of the top independent women's wrestling talent. And we don't go anywhere. We're always around. We don't take no hiatuses. We are here. So, uh... <laughs> But I do. The only difference is we ain't got no billionaire backing this thing up. So it is completely dependent on your support. So if you want to support it, go over there and uh, take a look at the channel. And I said it on the previous one. Thank you to those who uh, have uh, indulged in some of the sponsors slash advertisers that come on there. Uh, thank you very much. Don't know who you are. Don't know where you are. But thank you for doing that because that, that counts a lot. Uh, the people who have checked out the donate button, thank you. If you want to go to our Teespring store also, that would be a good way to, to uh, uh, support the show. And I'm uh, working on some some new art designs with some artists. And I am one of those artists uh, to uh, do my renditions of some stuff that's going to go on these shirts. So uh, all of that said, I appreciate and love your time and the fact that you have chosen me to, to uh, relay this information. So there's your breaking news. Wow's coming back. This has been Mr. Green saying that this is Mr. Green saying so long. And I will see you probably very shortly on the next go round. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.